really bad sign that uh, we ran out of ideas in episode number 2 and uh, we had to bring in uh, a guest so right. so welcome to the show special guest madhunaya from uh, new york <laughs> thanks welcome, guys buddy. thanks guys i think yeah. uh, i saw i saw your first episode and it was amazing i uh, you guys definitely have not run out of ideas but you definitely run out of pulling people in so you you scarce on that point <laughs> <laughs> boy and you really seem to have low expectations as to what amazing is nice i like this <laughs> start low man always you got to always start low no ball right uh, absolutely absolutely yeah so um we thought because it's madhu i mean what else can you speak about uh, rather than uh, books right and Our premature uh, balding that's absolutely good that you guys uh, shuhan uh, you know uh, hard built identity into book reading <laughs> <laughs> and bought. no and i mean see books are books are uh, books have been very important to me because uh, you know i mean uh, i am in a field for which i did not learn which means that i completely dependent on depended on books to get me to where i am you know to right. make a make a basic living right right so um, they very special to me in that way because uh, it's weird that i've never met any of my teachers i mean i've met my teachers but what i mean is that uh, whatever is feeding me today is because of some of the teachers who wrote the books right you know whom whom i've actually never met so i i think that's a pretty powerful thing and uh, come to think of it right and uh, you know that's that's why they are very uh, close to my heart and then i have a huge library of uh, completely unread books <laughs> and right. i have books for the sake of having books uh, which I, i don't know about you guys so do you actually read whatever you guys buy no from my perspective i stopped reading for a few years actually but i've not stopped buying books and uh, i give away a lot of books because i have very strong opinions on what certain people should read so i think the only reason i buy books these days is to give away and of course be uh, perceived as a bibliophile because apparently that adds some brownie points to your social status yeah how about you madhu i think that's very interesting man like to me when people say you know you read and then they follow it up with i have books um i i view that as completely two different things that's like saying you know usain bolt right. runs and then uh, he collects shoes you know <laughs> <laughs> books books have nothing to do with reading you know owning books has nothing to do with reading i mean maybe there's a pattern somewhere uh, causality but um i completely view that as two different things but having said that i do buy books that i try to get through or want to get through um and uh, if i don't it just sits there and stares at me and guilting me more in life than i already need so <laughs> i i never do that right well i I, i don't i don't know madhu maybe you can um, you know find uh, some inspiration someday and uh, <laughs> and and inspiration is never uh, you know very far away when you have a library full of 100 books right i mean that's one thing and and it's about this thing right i mean let's say that uh, um you know quite quite a while ago maybe many many years ago uh, when i was talking to one of my um, primary school teachers she she said something very interesting so what happened was um, you know uh, we had uh, we were invited to her house and uh, she was serving us food and and you know in the usual south indian tradition they try to stuff you but that was pretty much never happening there and uh, i tried to find out what was happening and she said you know quite a long uh, while ago you know we decided my husband and i was she, she was saying that uh, people tell you that you know don't waste food finish it eat it you know and then you know we figured out that uh, health is more important than food <laughs> right and if you have to throw away food throw away then then it actually struck me that food never goes waste you know the insects eat it or the bacteria finish it finishes it off so, so it never really goes to waste in that sense uh, so essentially what happens is that somebody finishes it off but what you're wasting is money right if you're not planning properly over ordering in a restaurant which happens every time i go is that you're actually wasting money not really food right somebody has to eat it ultimately it, it uh, you never see food in a drain right it's gone by the by the way it's right. there right so the same way uh, i also felt that you could buy a book just to read a paragraph it's okay mm. right 
and uh, you know having having it around is, is perfectly all right you know you you, uh, you know someone visits you and it, it they want to borrow it it becomes an inspiration for them it's perfectly all right too uh-huh. i feel that this habitual hoarding of books this whole need to collect it without ever wanting to read them i see it more as a post internet phenomenon maybe there have been people before that but i feel that now there are so many avenues of public discourse or on books that i think people buy them in hope that they could uh, participate in some public discourse and reading has gone beyond the contents of its source the book it's become about uh, the narratives the correct uh, the characters what they stand for and it makes you question your own stands on issues uh, i think it's gone beyond reading simply because i think the participatory nature of readers have been thus uh, they want to discuss uh, at a deeper level what these books mean to our world rather than what a paragraph means or how, or how beautifully the characters have been conceived I mean that's that's interesting so so when uh, you know when you guys said let's talk about reading uh, one of the things that I was, I was thinking about was consciously to um, also talk about some of the uh, you know the pretenses into which reading has slipped into nowadays Madhuk we can't hear you you will never replace me show never <laughs> <Hey>, Madhuk <laughs> I am inconquerable <laughs> Hey Madhu we can't hear you man hang on so let me message him here yeah. so Madhu you you were talking about uh, something very interesting when we dropped off which is what i was uh, trying to figure out what i was talking about okay so <laughs> so uh, what i was thinking guys was uh, you know when we're talking about reading right so there is there are two ways to uh, think of it uh, at least from my perspective what i was thinking was we can discuss the wrong way to do it which uh, you know is the easy way where uh, people are not reading the way that they're supposed to be reading um, but then there is also the right way to do it right so there are many many uh, virtues or or good things that a good reader brings to the table so mm-hmm. you know that is something that i thought was like really interesting i mean there is a pretense of collection true there is a you know there's a need of vanity to show that they you know they, they know a lot about a lot of things uh, but but good reading in itself um, i feel truly uh, embodies uh, you know uh, some traits that i think is is uh, is missing in many other things like for example the, even the act of sitting down and actively uh, consuming information uh, that itself is is it has some value to it right 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 so um, so what do you mean by what do you mean by those so can you can you elaborate on that so what i mean is so uh, you know let's take tv or let's take uh, something else for example it's a very passive uh, uh, you know act of consumption of uh, information right uh, but the act that you go you stop from doing anything else you can't multitask when you're reading uh, generally right so it's it's a deliberate act it's a very deliberate act right um, so that itself i think shows that uh, you know the the person who's reading um has some kind of a discipline i'm not sure that's a virtue as much as uh, you know the process of going and reading in itself is um you know is actually an act of um you know uh, of as you said a deliberation so i think there is something there uh, that um that definitely is uh, noteworthy i wonder right. though uh, is there a sanctity to the process of reading uh, of finding a book to read because i remember at one point after i watched jaws i got into this obsession of reading books about the conflict between man and fish and that is when i actually read moby dick and old man by the sea which started my fascination with hemingway but if i had not watched jaws i would not have been introduced to hemingway and i don't see that process as being very uh, lyrical or profound but i think however you get to a book as long as you get to it and you find something meaningful in it i think yeah i think that's fine i think that's good enough yeah i i long for the days when uh, <laughs> i didn't have to look for book ratings before buying a book because sometimes i uh, you know chanced upon certain really good books that way because when uh, wandering through the you know the the, the <laughs> <laughs> the shelves of uh, bookstores and uh, you never had access to amazon.com to to f- figure out uh, you know the 
what do you call uh, rating ratings for books you know the, you mean the, i did chance upon a few few really good books actually which which had a significant impact on you know how i worked or how i you know perceived certain things i remember this uh, i don't know if it was this delhi or because i had a few hours uh, for my flight back and uh, i'm i'm roaming through uh, you know books bookstores is where i go if i have to kill an hour two hours right and i'm roaming through the you know the shelves and uh, there's there's a voice from behind saying uh, uh, sir what are you looking for i turned back and said uh, serendipity <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's there's always uh, you know this this uh, you know chance that you could uh, you know, come by certain really really good books and that's actually happened to me several times right yeah as much as i appreciate the role that technology has played uh, in the reading process i absolutely think it is the process of discovery it has been made so ridiculously easy that i don't think they appreciate what happens after anymore i really see a huge drop in the sense of appreciation of people who picked up reading post the amazon uh, culture and people before that yeah man i mean see if you, you there, there's even a history right i mean so apparently when amazon started they had uh, human human uh, editors for curation okay and later on uh, it was proven that the the algorithms actually work better are you kidding me oh yeah absolutely so uh the algorithms actually were better uh, and uh, when reviews were posted on amazon.com uh, you know essentially uh, the the aggregate you know uh, review ratings were were way better than what the humans could do and could do at scale right more importantly so amazon just simply switched to the algorithm which calculated reviews based on you know various the inputs from uh, their their readers cheese uh, this this reminds me of when somebody said a thousand monkeys or a hundred monkeys could type out the works of shakespeare if given an infinite number of times you know jeez yeah. no man but but uh, but curation is a huge part right i mean you you find people read a lot and then they say what did you read i mean you read the same thing to reinforce whatever you guys were thinking uh, i mean that i don't i'm not necessarily sure that's a good thing so if if you not really uh, gone out of your way to read something that makes you cringe right or think Right. Uh, like are you even uh, you know what's the point of you sitting and reading the same old shit again and again right absolutely no, yeah sometimes uh, uh, madhu i mean uh, talking talking about uh, recommendations from friends right i mean uh, i've had some great books recommended to me and uh, i see i mean we are all our own uh, uh, beings but then again you know uh, th- there is uh, you know a few people from whom I, i would happily take a book recommendation right uh, for example i think uh, Uh, within our small group um, we we did recommend uh, sapiens to each other and pretty much everybody who read it found it very interesting and weirdly a lot of people actually went ahead and bought the book and actually started reading it right right sapiens is an right. amazing so, book man sapiens is something that i feel is what a book generally should do you know it shakes your uh, foundational beliefs um, you know it makes a lot of sense it comforts you at some level uh, so i think you know that's it's a good thing that many people read sapiens and then they get right. discovered it also reinforces why reading is important because reading is storytelling and storytelling as he says is the only thing that differentiates us from every other known species sure and uh, i think uh, you know the one of the most important things uh, and the one of the most important quotes which which kind of uh, change my at least outlook uh, of life is uh, one by aristotle uh, he said it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it and wow. for a, for a very long time that, that was not the case with me right and uh, i had very strong confirmation biases i i wouldn't uh, like any any sort of uh, um, you know uh, you know uh, you know intellectual dissonance yeah, i did not uh, cognitive dissonance rather i did not i never wanted uh, i never wanted that because it was actually very uncomfortable right you <laughs> somebody hearing an idea which you couldn't really agree with but after reading uh, this particular quote it kind of hit me that you know we should be open to everything and and then i started reading books that were pretty, pretty much outside my comfort zone or usually books on subjects that i did not really appreciate for example biology was never something that i was interested in 
and uh, you know i i read the selfish gene uh, of course i read uh, you know uh, the emperor of all, all maladies by siddhartha mukherjee and these these books really changed uh, you know a lot of things that uh, i believed in you know my basic belief structure and, and stuff like that these were life changing books for me actually you bring up an a uh, very interesting point there uh, would you read a book uh, which is beautifully written but the principles of which you completely disagree with well it depends on what they're talking about uh, christine now uh, you know uh, the whole point is that uh, you know you you hold a set of beliefs very uh, you know uh, close to you very close to your heart and then you know you want to you know you kind of constantly challenge them so here here's the thing right so uh, human beings are actually wired uh, biologically to look for uh, you're constantly looking for ideas you're constantly looking for evidence to support your ideas right and uh, but however i think what we should do is that we should look for evidence on the contrary we should look for evidence that says hey your ideas are wrong why don't you think of something else you know maybe maybe what you think about the world is completely wrong right so i think that is more more important so given given that uh, particular thought process uh, you know the only way to actually change your ideas is to actually go ahead and read books that you don't agree with but on the on subjects that you need to filter right i'm talking about uh, important fundamental beliefs here right so that that's what i was talking about so books are the best way to uh, you know read for example some some books stretch it now for example if you take the uh, selfish gene uh, richard dawkins what he essentially says is that uh, it's a very cleverly uh, titled book too because what he says is that the gene is selfish now for example you take a, this is how i think of it right you take a cat right you see a cat right the cat is actually removed from the idea of a cat because the cat is actually an idea and what you see is an implementation of that idea <laughs> which is temporary and each cat born of a cat is basically just a container for the gene that is cat which is the original idea Right. Right. right and uh, it's actually a very depressing thought when you think about <laughs> it that way because human beings is the same thing whenever you whenever someone dies and then you kind of realize that man life is short there's nothing much in life and all that you just realize that you're carrying the human gene forward and uh, you know you, you don't have a lot to contribute right i mean it's kind of really depressing to think about it that way i think that's that's a, also a very dangerous thought in a way but then again you know look at the title of the book right selfish gene <laughs> you know it's it's all about the gene it's not about the the person or the, the or the animal or the organism right so <laughs> right true yeah. uh, you know husain i think uh, you i mean you you said the right thing by saying you got to read uh, something that challenges you always right um, but what i found equally valid is uh, many times you have an intuition um you know an unverifiable intuition maybe it's emotional maybe it's social maybe it's cultural maybe it's factual uh, that is not validated in your everyday life um but when you get to read something uh that actually reinforces or says okay you know what what you're thinking about um is actually verifiable it, it could be written way back it could be written in some other part of the world uh, i think that uh, brings about a sense of harmony in the person who reads right so um in in some cases you need to read to uh destroy whatever uh, pre-held beliefs that you have but sometimes you might want to read uh to make sure that you're not crazy right so many people use uh, <laughs> many people use reading i've noticed uh, in today's world especially millennials um reading is no more a leisure activity so much as a coping mechanism um that's a very very interesting thing that i've noticed uh, too much reading just paralyzes people and they just and it's very apparent to uh, you know to somebody from the outside to say you're not reading to um, you know to read you're reading to substitute it for something else yeah coming coming that brings us to your blog post uh, which where you said that you know you you stopped reading for a while and uh, you you said uh, you know you kind of reevaluating the whole reading situation <laughs> and, and and how many books were you reading exactly would it would it uh, would it be fair to say you were reading uh, once a week one book every week or maybe make it two or make it yeah. three it would it would yeah, yeah, be Madhul, a lot mm-hmm. oh, you're a beast man you are a you're a voracious consumer of books 
I, I'm not sure that's a good thing, uh, both you guys. But it's true. It's uh, you know I was reading too much. You know what sparked that stopping process was something very uh, you know very mundane. Uh, me and my wife we were driving to uh, get groceries. Okay, and then out of the blue, I just asked her. Uh, so just if, just in case you didn't know me, and uh, we went on a date, would you uh, uh, you know would you uh, come back to a second date? And she goes. Um, you know what? After every book you read, you're a different person. Basically, not case. <laughs> <laughs> and then <coughs> multiple personality multiple disorder. Multiple personality uh-huh. disorders. Like I, I, I realize I'm somewhere. I'm internalizing stuff that I read, and uh, I'm becoming a man without qualities. You know, so I start wow. questioning everything, and I start uh, being very postmodern at a very intense level. Um, and I realized, you know, I'm losing myself uh, to uh, maybe a false. um experience in reading rather than living and i thought you know guys it's time to uh, close the book um <laughs> and and uh, put things in perspective so i think uh, that was what made me stop reading uh, so much um because i yeah go ahead go ahead i was really happy when i read that article because it reinforced uh my own belief uh, as to why i stopped reading uh i am i've been a writer for as long as i can remember and it's impossible to separate the influence from the appreciation when i'm reading a book and it's not just reading uh, at one point i used to watch a lot of movies by this belgian documentarian called werner herzog and just for fun i thought how it would be to read what i have written in his voice he has a very distinct belgian accent uh after a couple of months i noticed that his voice preceded my typing right and i started writing like how his script was written for his documentaries and i just lost i just lost my shit and i was like i am getting way too influenced by the art that i consume and in books it's easier to get influenced as a writer so i the last book i had read was jean paul sartre's uh, intimacy and uh, Yeah if you guys will allow me to read a line from that I had actually written it down in a notebook sure. uh, if you have written it, it you have goes, to read it man Yeah so it describes an intimate moment between a man and a woman and uh, one of them says you ought to love all of somebody the esophagus the liver the intestines maybe we don't love them because we aren't used to them if we saw them the way we saw our hands and arms maybe we would love them uh, we should love each other like the starfish does it blew my mind simply because i knew i could never top that uh, whatever topic that i write about i don't think i could match that intensity and it humbled me to the point that i was sure that i didn't want to read for a couple of years more and it's been almost 3 and 1/2 years to 4 years and i've not touched a book but but i don't i don't see why that's a problem uh, christy because uh, <laughs> the great uh, pablo picasso said good artists copy great artists steal okay wow and uh, and i actually read another book by um, uh, austin kleon okay that's k l e o n called uh, steal like an artist okay and steal like uh, an artist is steal like an artist that's right so he talks about uh, various ideas he's an artist himself so the the book is very beautifully written you should get a hard copy not a not a ebook uh so where mm, you know he he talks about uh, you know why it's okay to copy in the beginning okay and uh, you know how uh, the intersection between what you love and what you do and all those things come into play and then uh, at at what at what uh, juncture is is copying uh, you know uh, you know uh, what do you call uh, not not worse than writing something on your own and and stuff like that so i th- i think uh, you should have gone deeper in that path to a place where you kind of uh, uh, you couldn't take it anymore and then suddenly an art- artist is born in, in a completely different blood so right. i don't know because uh, i i think you should have gone down that path because that's the path everyone takes actually yeah. i was actually hoping that that was what happened because i started reading at a really really young age because uh, i developed social anxieties very early in life so i've like i think I've, i i was reading voraciously for almost 15 years and i started writing at a very young age too so i did reach this point of saturation where i felt that this consumption felt like an overload or uh, pretty much in like what madhu said but for him it was more an inward perspective of the person that he thought he was going to be but for me it was purely based on the writer that i was turning out to be and i don't think that i became comfortable with 
with what I was becoming at that point. I felt I ne- I needed to break away from this habit to find that the artist I was. And maybe when I'm 60 years, the artist will be born and I'll be famous. <laughs> no, one thing, one thing, you guys, if you uh, um, you know, if if we think about it, is I mean, I come from a science background, right? I don't I don't come from a literature background at all. Um, you know, but whenever you talk about reading, the assumption is uh, it's literature, right? Um, right. That's that's absolutely only half the case, right? All right. scientific things, all scientific literature is, uh, you know, is out there. Nobody reads it, uh, or a very specific kind of people read it, but they don't necessarily call it literature. Uh, the, uh, you know, the assumption again is uh, when people say I read so much, uh, it's not cumulative reading necessarily, unlike science. So science, if you read. uh you got to build on your previous foundations you know that's that's a much more active a much more difficult process of reading uh, than an artistic interpretation where you can read a book but that's not the foundation to read your next work you know so uh, i think the scientific way of reading or reading scientific literature uh, that has a completely different aspect uh, that one has to dedicate themselves to with much much more uh passion which much more uh, deliberation uh, than i think is much more easier in a literature or an artistic way. well yeah. because uh, i think madhu uh, books have you know uh, you know different different purposes for example the scientific book or literature when you read for example i read programming stuff right because i, I am a developer end of the day that the you know there a book is informing whereas in in literature the book is actually entertaining right so that's 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 what's happening so yeah i mean in fact i used to tell christy earlier that you know if you know write an article that that always uh, gives the user something to take away right uh, take 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 away right so uh, when when uh, so for you you take for example you know the, the 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 content out there which is shared right there's so much content which is shared now people are churning out content at an amazing rate right at a mind boggling rate however the content that actually rises to the top is possibly 0.01% and that content is something that actually informs the user about something right Very and true. these are usually hard numbers charts these are the things that actually get shared Very that's true. what I, that's what i've seen so uh, most of the books that i've read is actually non fiction i i i rarely read you know i i got enough bragging rights from college you know <laughs> to say that you know i've read shakespeare <laughs> i've read emily dickinson i've read hemingway right and then for me to say hey you know yeah, sure i've read all that right i mean that's over now now let me put this to you so for me books have a huge utilitarian value they don't yeah. you know the entertainment value is there but you know i rarely read i sometimes go and reread classics now for example i love to kill a mockingbird old man and the sea catcher of the rye but then again yeah i sometimes even go ahead and reread them and find something new every time i read but then again yeah very very few books that i actually read for entertainment right so yeah books mean <laughs> something completely different to each of us exactly yeah uh, i think it also constitutes as a personal material for growing up like for me sydney sheldon as much as i probably will chastise him when if somebody brings him up in a conversation growing up if it wasn't for books like master of the game and whatever else he had written i would have had to go through puberty kicking and screaming they helped me whiz past puberty you know at the speed of lightning so i think books go way beyond literature or entertainment i think they are an integral part of different phases of our lives it it definitely right, is right. it definitely is yeah, yeah. i think uh, you know i was reading the other day about uh, what books the ceos read i mean generally they keep saying you know like putting out these um vanity lists and all those things very interesting i mean all of them read anthropological books all of them read geography books something that geography books i've never i've never seen people read but those who read geography books generally end up um you know as as uh, in pretty powerful posi- positions i don't know how that happens what Whoa. the correlation is <laughs> um but people who uh, more than anthropology people who read geography generally um you know make it to the top i i, I need to know. i need to figure out now where my geography teacher is man but <laughs> yeah. he was very lousy though and i really need to figure out what donald uh, trump read man <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's hey. pretty pretty interesting madhu so yeah yeah i mean um, 
madhu you're right actually you know thinking about uh, geography i've seen that uh, people's geography forget geography even sense of direction usually just sucks <laughs> and they usually say hey you know this restaurant and they'll they'll be pointing north when they should be pointing south so <laughs> now if you want to be president like all you need is yelp Oh, yeah. yeah 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 we 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 we're so great at reading literature we don't know how to read directions it's, it's as simple as we, <laughs> we uh, you know it's just um, uh, we, as you say we've lost sometimes somewhere we've lost the utilitarian um, you know uh, way of reading i think it's become such a uh, activity that's wrapped up in so much nonsense uh, many times that um, i don't think reading is really getting its due uh, nowadays much like uh, traveling wouldn't you say madhu traveling for the sake of instagram and <laughs> absolutely man. absolutely it's been, it's hey is this a pot shot at me <laughs> birding for the sake of facebook follow me on instagram at was herder <laughs> no but uh, i think christie's stuff is i mean I, i i don't know like when i talk to him he seems pretty uh, disdainful of whatever he does but like when i read his stuff it's pretty pretty it hits the spot you know i don't know what uh state of mind he is writing it in but it's uh, there's some truth to whatever he writes uh it sh- it shows and I'm, i'm so glad that you brought up because it would be so awkward and self serving if i did <laughs> <laughs> but guys check out verse herder dot wordpress dot com madhu i wanted to ask you one more thing as in uh, i i'm a fan of your blog as you know and you everybody should check it out at reluctantbookworm.com uh, there was a line that you wrote that like had me in a daze and i had to smoke a cigarette after reading it uh, you had written there are books there are journeys and then there are books that are journeys could you please elaborate on that <laughs> i'm not serious truth be told i don't necessarily even remember what i write but if that's something that i wrote and if somebody else wrote it please uh, you know feel free to uh, you know scold me but if that's something i wrote i think i think what i meant was uh, books generally take you through uh, you know an emotional journey uh, or intellectual journey whatever it is um, that you know by the start of it by the end of it uh, you feel uh, you've lived another life uh, and you come back uh, you know which i think is the basic uh, point of reading a book i guess i mean you can you can go you can hide in it you can live another life completely you can cheat on your life uh, you know basically you're cheating on your life on your reality mm-hmm. by going into some fantastic uh, you know emotions or uh, plot twists or scenarios and then coming back um, you live you read uh, you you live multiple lives and hopefully uh, depending on how committed you are to your reading you fully experience whatever you read just like the willing suspension of disbelief we have the willing onset of uh, <laughs> hallucinations <laughs> willing onset of absolutely that, that's uh, uh, that's that's a very good point uh, madhu because yeah i mean we we do read to uh, you know escape reality and you did talk about uh, you know overdoing it and and the problems it brings and uh, be, being uh, being uh, 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 you know a particular you know a person after uh, reading whatever you read the past night and uh, in, in in which case you should read uh, uh, more of batman because you're you're in new york <laughs> i'm a huge fan of batman uh it's in dc i guess i don't know i think they alluded to the fact that washington dc was the power center hence oh no, that, wait that's I, the name of the publisher yeah, what yeah, I, no, 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 i thought no, no, no. it's gotham uh, gotham man gotham is the name of the yeah. gotham is the name gotham of is what i meant is like uh, please edit this part large city with a lot yep. of crime yep <laughs> so, <laughs> so you should be batman yeah please edit this part because i would sound so uncool <laughs> that's not going to happen buddy i am the oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey so um Okay so so uh, the other thing i wanted to ask you guys is that uh, and you should be truthful when you tell me this how many books do you actually have in your library right now which aren't yours not one really that's because i have no friends and you never give me a book <laughs> madhu lives in new york so <laughs> actually i have only six that uh, you know that i um, don't own so okay and yeah. uh, do you intend to return them by the way 
I know you're asking for your book, Hussain, but... <laughs> 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 hey, man, man, that was a gift. So I'm not going to ask for it. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I definitely... Uh, I mean, some of them... Uh, four of it was actually loaned to me. So, I mean, he stays right here. Um, so, I plan to return it. Uh, you know, but I'm just... So, what about you? Sorry. Uh, I, I got one book which I borrowed. And uh, I think there's no scope of returning it because... Uh, <laughs> The guy who bought it for me kind of fought with me and he's not talking ah. to me right now. So. Ah, serves him right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to return it anyway. What so, is the book, by the way, out of I, it's some it's, it's some uh, technical book, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, some CPU or whatever. So Yeah, uh, nobody would want to read that. Keep it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, don't bother. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Madhu, I mean, you, you win, man. I mean, uh, I got like one book, uh, Kisti has zero and uh, you got six. That's, that's not bad at all. Yeah, dubious. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, people hate it when I give them books, man, because nobody seems to read these days. <laughs> they hate it when you give them books. They sound like monsters. <laughs> what sort of Seriously. people are these? It's in your what? what no more uh, flower vase you know <laughs> card <laughs> only only a book right in the last episode you told me that you had friends who were freaking out that the world is going to end in 100 years and yeah. now you have friends who hate the fact that you give them books you should really yeah. reconsider your friend circle show <laughs> absolutely buddy yeah, i think uh, uh, i think nobody should gift anything man I think, what's the point of just giving stuff to people yeah. I mean, what is that concept <laughs> I, 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 yeah, right. you know this shows how what okay. kind of a social animal i am probably but I mean, like when people <laughs> when people give me stuff i'm like why are you giving me this like what's the point like are you expecting me something you know, expecting something back from me uh, you know some other occasion just a hug uh, probably yeah who wants yeah. to hug a middle-aged man right and uh, how many of you guys are talking about uh, middle-aged men and men who are about to die uh, how many of you actually uh, have switched to ebooks uh, rather than dead dead uh, dead tree versions i have not read a single ebook man and i have absolutely no problem and i don't think it's a purist line of thinking i just cannot consume books that way because i don't think it's about the smell of silver fish in the yellow ink pages and all that i i for for some reason i just cannot connect with the process of reading via a device and it's maybe i'm too old to change or perhaps uh, i might someday but as of now i've not read a single book yeah i was Even as uh, i was as crusty as christy but uh, you know <laughs> crusty as christy i uh, #crusty as christy i know <laughs> <laughs> no but but i the thing that changed my perspective of reading on devices was comicsology so uh, you know mm. those guys have a really smooth uh, reading experience uh, especially for comics mm-hmm. right which goes panel right. by panel and zooms in it really like uh, you know satisfied my uh, you know the craving like i generally like when i especially when i'm reading comics like i don't know how my eyes zoom uh, through the panels mm-hmm. you know it's a certain pattern i guess they've nailed it uh, they've really nailed and, it and uh, this is the company that got uh, acquired by amazon yeah man like uh, you know it's it, okay. they're pretty legit in in their uh, you know in their uh, okay. quest to bring ebooks sure sure but well, otherwise so, like you don't you don't own a kindle or anything i don't i uh, do you own it like i i'm running out of space here so uh, i really need to uh, look into that yeah so uh, mm-hmm. uh, you've been a traditional consumer of art from as long as i have known you but yet your transition into uh, the ebook territory seemed very very smooth uh, how come no man because uh, you know i i'm constantly embracing whatever is new because uh, you know see i, I think uh, it, it, you know like the just just a while ago i was talking about confirmation bias and you know how you know you want to you kind of wired to yeah what do you call you know confirm your ideas all the time i i also feel that i should challenge my comfort zone whenever it comes to however i do things or get things done right now for example if someone tells me that you know hey you know uh, usually without uh, merit they tell me that the best way to read a book is to get a paper book i am constantly challenging that i am saying why 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 you are reading you are consuming words why should you do it on a dead tree version rather than on a screen right i constantly i challenge myself uh, doing that and when that happened and uh, then i said hey you know let me just go back to 
uh you know let me let me just try e book and e books and, and they they're just perfectly all right and because sometimes people give lame excuses that you won't know how much how much of the book is left or you know it's not easy to search actually that's not true at all and in fact e books are better because sometimes they tell you how many hours are there uh for you to finish this book and then you get this little bit of extra motivation where you say hey this is one hour left you can you can always wake up an hour later in the morning let me finish this book and go to sleep right so you can always do that and see this is the whole thing right so uh so people who read books they sometimes tell me that hey your book should always be you know read on a you know on a real book and this this is something that's been happening through the ages now uh, for example when books were first printed uh you know uh, uh, did you know that they did not allow religious books to be actually printed because uh, there was a huge problem in say they somehow considered religious books special they said these are not books that are meant to be printed <laughs> can wow. you imagine yeah there that's, was such a time there was such a time that's so, purely productive that they don't print religious books so people <laughs> don't have to read them <laughs> no i'm i'm getting at any new technology they right. usually there is a resistance for some some reason which which does not have any any merit right so this was the case for hundreds of years when when people you know saw books you know uh, penetrating everyday life and then they thought okay you know it's okay to print uh, religious books the same thing with uh, with media the, the we live we live in a you know a kind of a bubble and then uh, you know for example let let me explain right so there there is buzzfeed today which is which is uh, which receives quite a bit of flack for uh, the kind of news they yeah, <laughs> or rather news <laughs> within double quotes they yeah. they write and all that so the same backlash was there when time magazine started right oh, people okay. said what kind of a magazine is this why would you know anybody read this kind of news but now you know time magazine is considered uh, you know highly you know what do you call it? I mean, it's a, it's a highly respected publication right so but yeah, does this change. also lead to a evident dip in quality show as in i do understand why they cannot be uh, trashed for merely evolving but don't you think that there's an a progressive dip in quality because of Qu- this phenomenon dip in quality of books being written uh and uh, articles being consumed essays whatever be the case no i mean see uh, uh, the uh, what do you call the 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 publication of content uh, the bar being lower now for example let's say you wanted to yeah. call yourself a published author in let's say the 50s okay you had to write a draft uh, you actually had to have a manu- manuscript then you had to have a literary agent okay or you need uh, you needed to you know mail your uh, essays or whatever you have written continuously to uh, you know magazines and if you had them published by by any chance or stroke of luck you would actually be a published author by 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 published author i don't mean someone who has published a book i'm just saying anybody who's written anything right right then then when you come when you came after the internet and after the web especially uh like with with the technology like uh, you know blogging which we take for granted today the bar which is required for people to publish anything is so low that anybody can do it bang on today the, it's automatically a uh, 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 you know uh, you know the the bar for publishing anything is so low that anybody can do it uh, christy and then what happens is a new uh, standard is set right. where i was just talking about it right the the content which rises up against other content uh, needs to be differentiated needs to be better needs to be good so being a published author is not a thing today right i mean you anybody can write right now so you yeah. you both of you have a blog i have a blog which i never update which is not a blog in that case so, buggyfeature.com <laughs> right so <laughs> so you know that's that's how it is so the we're living in a completely different world where the meaning of content is completely different from what it used to be just 20 years ago so yeah. what i feel it does to a writer is it shortens the process uh, there's less effort less time sweat, uh, spent less sweat less blood less tears and it almost makes them complacent which is why i i see a lot of published uh, writers they put out blogs with emoticons stop no, but but, uh, but <laughs> you see that's that's not the that's not the point i was getting at i was getting uh-huh. at the point where uh, 
you know the mechanism of publishing and the right. uh, has has uh, it's is easy now right that does right. not mean that uh, you know uh, the 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 it's actually become difficult to write uh, good content out there right put out put put out good content right so the whole idea is that uh, just because because the mechanism of publishing became easy you got a lot more people publishing but it does not mean that you can actually make it uh, you, you know you can just write something and get away with it it's it's more difficult today to write something uh, good that will be noticed yeah i right. think uh, i guess uh, I, i think christy you know i was uh, I, i know you said you hate emoticon uh, filled writings but uh, isn't that a kind of a snobbish way to look at uh, look at what was being put yes. out there uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because see i really don't mind reading uh, trashy stuff in fact uh, to a large extent uh-huh. i read trash uh, which i think i i am a huge fan of salary men uh, everyday people caught in mundane situations who don't do anything extraordinary right so i you are a writer par excellence okay so quality has its uh, you know its perks and the beauty but i think there is a certain you know ugly uh, Beauty in, in, yeah, in true. But why must they write? Can't they like collect stamps or chase after butterflies <laughs> or something? Uh, probably then those people would be offended, right? So you can't you can't mediocrely collect stamps and mediocrely chase uh, butterflies. So <laughs> butterflies. Might, <laughs> yeah, might true. as well, might as well uh, put out stuff. Uh, I mean, each person is writing for some or the other need. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. If nothing, for, yeah. For so, so that's that's the it's it's a very good point. Uh, you know, on the Madhu brought up brought up uh, Christy. so it's a, you know you know i talked about uh, uh, you know uh, people not publishing religious books for a long time in in turkey for example during the or the ottoman empire that that's where mm-hmm. uh, this whole hoopla was happening mm-hmm. see when uh, there used to be a time where before actual books were printed right the the what do you call the 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 people who wrote the books the the calligraphers right imagine someone handing over a printed book to a calligrapher he would have looked at it and said this is trash right mm. so to him the new technology which had completely different effects on distribution looked like trash mm. and uh, the, the same thing you know uh, when you, when you show uh, a blog with full of emoticons and all that <laughs> to you the traditional guy you are the calligrapher here to you right. that looks like trash it's not because th- that's where everything is going towards and that's how you know things change and I, at least i i i like to be open to that change now there were people there were there were um, uh, some of my professors complaining that uh, most of the guys who write uh, in in the uh, in the late knots right the people uh, they were complaining that they were writing in sms language like life would become lyf right. a fine would become f9 and stuff like that in in english literature essays right and But rap songs <laughs> yeah and those those professors are actually open they said it's fine you know uh-huh. because uh, we we understand that then you know language is a living breathing entity and it does change and uh, right. all these things change yeah i'll make no bones about this i am purely saying this from a selfish perspective if i was being paid a lot of money for writing books i'd have a completely different perspective on this <laughs> so so christy and husain i don't know how you guys uh, think about this i i one of the reasons i don't uh right to seriously is because i have a paying job uh which i think makes me whatever i write i write only because i want to write right? i don't need to write uh doesn't you being dependent on writing make you compromise uh whatever you're writing of at some level um it hasn't been the case for me and i think this is becoming a recurring thing i have no friends so i have a lot of time for writing and for me it's not a want to write to be honest i don't i don't really enjoy the process i have to write it's almost like drinking water or taking <laughs> if i don't do it it's going to affect me in some way and i feel troubled and i go through this anxiety uh, phase if i don't write and especially when i travel uh, when i'm on the bus or on the train back i can't wait to get back and write because i know i've been kept away from the process while traveling as much as i love traveling uh, i need to write i don't need to travel but i must write otherwise i'll die <laughs> yeah the process of writing is so boring man that's why i don't write god damn it reviewing it's, your own uh, reviewing your own stuff you know go <laughs> fixing no, all the I typos mean, 
I'll I'll put it this way. I don't think it's enjoyable, but I think it's very engaging because I am a very selfish person, as Shob clearly brings up every time. Uh, so it enables me to go on this path of self-discovery, and it also calms me down. But enjoyable or entertaining wouldn't be the word I use. Engaging, yeah, extremely. Right, right, right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about the classics, guys? Uh, are they overrated? Do you guys actually you know want to read them? Because a lot of people I ask, they, they you know they just tell me, hey, the classics, we want to read them someday. You know. <laughs> I, I think classics uh, in terms of uh it describes in which era the book was written but as a qualitative measure i think is subjective i am somebody who doesn't like shakespeare because he reminds i mean it reminds me of a taylor swift songs it's just cheesy romance and basic uh, quagmires of what happens in uh, relationships i could not finish war and peace I, it's, it was it's a snooze fest as far as i am concerned but hemingway or mark twain whom i believe is the the was the greatest writer that ever lived uh, all those guys yeah sure i appreciate but i think classics as a qualitative measure is completely subjective yeah i have no big opinion on classics too i mean it's it's a phase i've never gotten the taste of victorian literature i don't know why uh, you know it's it's i think it all comes from a personal space of how much you can relate to classics for me Uh, I mean, if you're probably a literary critic, or if you've done literature like Shweb, you have done. I think you could right. have a better, <laughs> better way of evaluating. For me, it's like <laughs> very true. Uh, very you, true. You know, for me, it's like hey, you know, if you didn't tell me it was a classic, I probably wouldn't even know it's a classic. So, <laughs> do you guys uh, go back and uh, reread any book? Do you have the urge to do that? Yes, I do. Uh, especially a lot of the beat literature that came out during the sixties, uh, Jack Kerouac or William Burroughs, they have a non-linear format. So whenever you read it, you 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 take something different from it. Uh, the other things that have a linear narrative, I find it difficult to reconsume. Yeah, I'm not. I've also not uh, been able to uh, you know go and consume it very easily. I think I get bored. quite quickly i think most readers get bored and that's probably why they read uh, so i get hmm. you know i get bored of rereading stuff uh, i don't know who say like what do you go and reread stuff sometimes yeah sometimes yeah so uh, the the whole point is madhu i mean uh, you spoiled with too much uh, new material that there's no need for you to reread <laughs> right so <clears throat> yeah sometimes sometimes i i reread uh, books but mostly on on business right uh, because i'm constantly you know i, I don't want to i all I, i constantly have this feeling that you know when you are uh, uh, let's say managing a team you're managing a company that you know you don't want to overstep you want to make sure your your people are taken care of in the proper way but you again you don't want to get into this uh, mother hen mode you know you want to balance these things out so i'm constantly looking for advice there i'm i'm, I'm thinking you know hey you know uh, because recently i read a book called uh, the hard thing about hard things about running companies uh, by by ben horowitz it's he's he's one of the partners in uh, the huge uh, vc firm called the andreessen horowitz is very 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 practical very smart advice on difficult things on things like firing people how do you do that right and that's a very very practical very sound advice for example right and then uh, there's also andy grove who was a, a hungarian uh, jewish jewish person who came to the us without knowing a word of english and then he he was the ceo of intel for a really really long time and uh, some of the books that uh, he wrote like uh, only the paranoid survive and high output management these are some of the books that have very very practical advice on the same theme so these are some books which i kind of return to to get advice uh, to get advice from these are very practical very beautiful books right right i mean so talking about you know the practical advices of of uh, you know uses of books um one thing i've noticed is when when you try and take things from the book and put it into the real world right uh, you've got to mix it up both for readers and non readers um generally there's a tendency for uh, readers to uh, uh to have a certain disdain towards non readers i've seen that um i don't know what you guys think of people who don't read 
there so many I, so many of my friends yeah who don't read like christy and you know others <laughs> you know i have no problem with people who don't uh, read uh, i think uh, this it's like saying that if you don't watch foreign films and by foreign films i mean movies made in places other than india and us because uh, yeah i'm taking a jab at shobha here so no it's almost like saying that unless you watch foreign films you're not a, a film aficionado which i don't think is the case either i think it's just a niche area of art and if you're if you like doing it sure if if you don't i'm sure there are tons of other things to do which are just as constructive productive and creative no man i mean see the this 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 is a much deeper question because uh, uh, it, it touches on you know how the kind of uh, what do you call measuring scale you used to uh, respect or don't respect people Right. I used to have this problem I had a problem respecting uh, people who did not read actually you know being very honest mm-hmm. the the whole point is that uh, is because you know I somehow thought that I am better than them right so <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so so the what happens uh, is that uh, this this also extends to other things in life now for example uh, how how do you respect people who have let's say achieved nothing in life right but then you figure out that the the whole achievement thing is is completely relative and uh, the, there is actually no scale right and then uh, the mo- the vast majority of humanity are are everyday people they they haven't really achieved anything and actually it doesn't matter exactly. right but it took me a long time to realize that and uh, because in 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 one way right my father my mother who are very important people in my life right i mean they didn't achieve anything to be honest right so yeah. it it's fine it's fine it doesn't matter but it took me a very long time to realize this yeah and it and quite frankly it reduces the competition so to, so to everybody listening don't write until i become famous <laughs> I, i i don't think take that advice uh, but <laughs> it's worth it's worth a cry <laughs> <laughs> no but i think uh, i come back to what husain was talking about right so uh, you know the whole point of the, i find many many people uh, who read uh, have at some point gone through that whole cycle of looking down upon people who don't read but uh, i think if anything it should be the people who read sh- who should be held to a much harsher uh, criteria <laughs> yeah, right i mean uh, the whole the whole idea that oh i read therefore i look down upon you is so ridiculous that uh, yeah you know, yeah i i did go through it and it it uh, you know it it took a lot of uh, reading to come over it <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> i went through it too and i went through i mean i went through it to the point that if people had not read specific books i used to blow my top like anybody who had not Red Chakpalanyo's Fight Club. I would openly call them out and be such a d- to them. And yeah, like Shob brilliantly put, uh, it took a lot of reading <laughs> to get over that thought process. Right. Right. So, um, so coming coming to, I mean, I think we covered covered quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Amazing. So. Uh, <laughs> so um after the self appreciation you know uh, going back to the i've always been amazed at uh, uh, for example right i mean i i used to wonder how how would how would uh, life been before printing let's say right and uh, you know what would have happened if you lived in an age where you essentially did not have books right and then i kind of looked it up and i i kind of looked up life before how pr- how printing how life would have been what people would have done you know sit around all day because i remember this when madhu asked me one day hey man if you didn't do all this that you're doing currently right what would have you done <laughs> right wow. that was kind of kind, kind of right i mean this similarly right what would have people done before books were available and i found out that books were one of the things that actually made the renaissance itself possible right the very uh, and you know the you know johannes gutenberg is the guy who actually invented movable type right and uh, made right. it possible uh, to actually print books and there's so much influence even even today right for example we say uppercase letters right uh-huh. the way that comes is uh, from when, when when people printing and you know they use uh, lead slugs for each of the letters right so the the capital letters are actually kept kept in a drawer which is on top right which is upper case and the lower case is where they keep all the small letters Damn, so that's where <laughs> that is so cool yeah so when when people are uh, they take a huge wooden block and then they are arranging uh, lead slugs on them 
the capital letters are on on the top shell top draw and the lower case letters are on the lower draw so that's the upper case and lower case comes from and nice. so many things which are there uh, we know which, which affect us today and there's nothing to replace you know beautiful typography and and i think uh, uh, you know the the greatest thing that the I, uh, books continue to fascinate me right i mean so look imagine imagine that um, there are some materials uh, for example right which which have changed the way human beings live you know communicate you know uh, transmit knowledge uh, perceive the world is that i think you know let's let's say you take a substrate uh, that human culture was uh, made human culture that uh, rather take it forward metal was the discovery of stone and stone uh, making of stone tools and metal was a substrate for a really long time i think the current substrate is silicon because it's changed uh, humanity so much but i think one substrate that refuses to die is actually paper and and printing and it's had such an impact on humanity that we just cannot fathom it's 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 amazing right i mean it, so you know it sounds so romantic that we have a sentimental attachment to paper and we don't want to let go of it am i the am i the only guy who is a huge fan of emojis and emoticons I use a lot of them while chatting, but uh, while I'm writing, and I tell this to young writers too, uh, if you have a public space where you're writing, and uh, it's not because you're being judged for it, but in a sense, it becomes a default portfolio. So I would, like as a person who's recruiting a writer, it would, I don't think it, it would uh, make me not hire somebody, but it would decrease... the interest level a little bit maybe this is a completely christy thing uh, yeah right 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 and right. i see uh, i mean it, that's very interesting because um, you you completely delineated when i'm chatting versus when i'm writing because when chatting is still writing uh, and probably that's yeah. that's the everyday use of uh, you know language somebody is actually reading what you want to communicate versus uh, you know more stylized version of what ah. you write um, yeah it's ironic that you in your everyday life for your utilitarian purposes you actually use emojis but you look down upon yeah. people who um uh, you know who use emojis but when you're not writing something that's for everyday use i'll tell you why though uh, i am very used to distancing myself from the content that i write when uh, the need arises simply because i've been writing for corporate companies for almost 12 years so i've i was a technical writer for a couple of years too so i'm not going to get attached to some diagram in an uh, enterprise workflow and then uh, get all lyrical <laughs> about about it so i find it easy to distance because when i chat i i type like a 12 year old girl on amphetamines and it's not because it's a girl it's just i'm very very uh, perky and i'm like really upbeat and i use like a thousand emoticons and uh, your sexism is yeah. showing christy Yes finally <laughs> Hashtag #christy is a sexist <laughs> sue me yeah, i think we're all regressing back to uh, becoming egyptians you know by uh, you know by, right right but I, i somewhere i read hieroglyphics and emojis yeah. uh, you know they're converging right right well what <laughs> say that again yeah, absolutely was, that's 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 astounding can somebody yeah. explain well i mean uh, pictograms right i mean uh, all the uh, the the language essentially was this one picture for every word wow <laughs> and that's Holy that's where we that's where we are getting at right so man. that's how that's how we're going back to Jeez. you know that i mean yeah the, the whole you know the the of course uh, pictograms cannot convey the the finer aspects of emotion so we had to resort to a full blown language but then again uh, when you think about it we are actually going back to the <laughs> hieroglyphics What would be awesome is if we also socially regressed to the point where we could beat each other up for doing stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, yeah, you guys just you guys just blew my mind with that. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the start. Wow. And that brings us to an end of this episode of nothing in particular. You can find me on at the rate Shweb S H U V E B on Twitter, and Christy, where can people find you? So I used to regularly blog about bird watching at versherder.wordpress.com they can still check that out they can also follow me on twitter at versherder and on instagram at uh, christy.bharat that's c h r i s t y 
bharath.bharath. And Madhu, where can people find you? Yeah, sure. I uh, do have a blog. Um, it's called uh, reluctantbookworm.com. I write a little bit there. Um, and can also be found in my Twitter. Um, it, the handle is n madhu m a d h u two k three. So uh, yeah, those are two places uh, I can probably be found. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground. Oh Jesus! Oh crap, man! Hey, man. All over and the place, yeah. You guys are like coming up with such nice one-liners, man. What the? <laughs> man? Give me some. <laughs> how come? How come you write all the one-liners? I don't can't... know, and I like sound like a jackass when I'm talking. <laughs> Madhu, you came up with some real zingers today, man. I was like, what? The... <laughs> both appreciate. I was both appreciative and jealous, saying, "I am the <laughs> right here. Why aren't I saying poignant stuff? Why am I sounding angry all the time?" So, so you are uh, you are happy that uh, you are both. <laughs> You're kind of what do you call arrogant that you're you're you were a reader and now you're arrogant that you're a writer. What the hell, man? I know, I know. Now everybody thinks that I'm ghostwriting and this is the real me. <laughs> okay, how much do you pay per article, by the way? <laughs> Be my friend, I'll write it for free. <laughs> hey, and um, Madhu, can you please stop calling him Hussein? We actually want people to listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh crap come on <laughs>